0: How do we keep from losing our joy? And how do we keep a positive attitude in these chaotic times that we're going through? I'm going to be talking about that plus more on today's Truth to Ponder. This is Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman. Thanks for tuning in, everyone. This is Jim Calhoun sitting in for Bob Bierman today. Well, I had an interesting email that had a very good suggestion. And I want to thank Karen and Eric for their suggestion because I think it's sorely needed. They wanted me to talk about ways to keep our joy and ways to have a positive attitude. And I think that is so needed right now. I know that the last episodes I've done for quite some time have been pretty hard-hitting as far as being on the doom and gloom side which I don't like to be doing the doom and gloom, but a watchman on the wall has to report what he sees. But there is something that we need to do on the backside of this that will help us keep our mental health and help us keep our joy and hopefully help build our faith, which in turn will give us a happier and healthier life. And I think we're going to be more productive and more fulfilled So that's what my topics are going to cover today, is ways to keep your joy and ways to keep from being depressed or anxious during these troubled times. So I'm going to do my best not to mention the problems because we all know the problems. So let's talk about keeping our joy. If you haven't given your life to Jesus and if you're not serving for the kingdom of God, if you are totally a secular person, that let's say an atheist or an agnostic, well, it's going to be really hard, in my opinion, for you to have any joy in the first place, let alone keep your joy. Now, I'm not saying that people that are agnostics or atheists don't feel joy from time to time, but real joy, the joy that never, ever leaves you, that joy that you know that you know, that you are a child of God. There is a joy that people who are atheists and agnostics, they just never experience it because they've either rejected or haven't been told God's plan. Now, I realize that not everyone is going to want to be saved. There's other people that are going to have a delusion cast over them by Almighty God. So if we think that everyone that we Talk to and we try to tell them about Jesus and we try to help spread the gospel. We cannot expect everyone to be receptive. As a matter of fact, the vast majority will likely not be receptive at all because we live in that kind of a society right now. We live in that kind of a world. And the Bible does say that the end times are going to be as in the days of Noah. And I often remind everyone. They have to count the amount of people that were saved during the great flood. Just Noah, his sons, and their wives. The rest of humanity perished. And so we're not going to lead everyone to Christ. We can sure try, but it's not going to happen. What I'm trying to say is is that the people that have decided not to let Jesus into their heart I think there's a joy that exists that they've never felt. And it's the joy that only comes with a personal relationship with Almighty God. And it seems that Satan is trying to sever that relationship. And so he's trying to separate us in our joy. And, of course, our joy comes from knowing the Lord. And so what we have to do is we have to make sure that we guard our joy. And we don't let anyone steal our joy. I know that if you watch mainstream anything, whether it be movies or television or listen to mainstream radio or mainstream news, it doesn't make any difference. You are going to be fed things that are going to try to erode your joy. You're going to see things that will disturb you. You will hear things that will disturb you. And most of the things that the mainstream airs for public consumption does have an ulterior motive behind it. It seems that right now we have society trying to really push drugs and alcohol and and a promiscuous life of all sorts. And also the mainstream everything rejects traditional values. And the mainstream movies and television and news and all the other mainstream things you can think of, they all openly mock Jesus, they mock God, they push abortion, they push all sorts of evolution and false teachings. And one of these days I'm going to do an entire episode on evolution. Because I've been working on a book for several years, I haven't had a chance to really sit down and finish it, but the book is all about creationism versus evolution. And I've got some fresh thoughts on that subject, and I'll keep you informed as my progress picks back up. Like I say, I haven't worked on that book for a while, but I've got most of it written. And I know that people that push evolution will say, follow the science. Well, If you follow the science, you'll find that evolution really has no place in real science. But again, that's another topic. But the things that come up to steal your joy, well, I'm going to go back to the evolution. You weren't created by a loving Heavenly Father, you just happened to be. And you happened to be because a bunch of cells stuck together and became alive billions of years ago and became a one-celled animal, and then eventually ended up being you. Well, that's absolute rubbish. But what it does do is it diminishes the fact that you're a child of God. I know a lot of people, they believe in evolution, but yet they're Christians. Well, I have a little problem with that, because if you weren't created by an almighty God, and if he's not your creator, then... I don't see the connection that you would have with Almighty God as your creator if you don't believe you were created. But all of this doubt and all of this confusion, all the junk science and the false reporting on the news and all of the things they put on movies is meant to belittle you and to make you feel like you're insignificant, like You don't have a purpose. You really don't belong here or anywhere else. You just happen to be. And so I would suggest that you take stock of who you are and what you are. If you're a child of God and you have a personal relationship with your Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, the joy that you have you should cling to and not let any of this garbage come in to try to steal your joy all the fake science and the fake news reporting and everything that's done to shake your faith. And I do believe that having joy and faith do go hand in hand. And right now we have forces that are trying to steal our joy and trying to dampen our faith. And so if you feel that you are watching or listening to something that is not edifying, that is tearing you down, Simply shut it off. Do not put garbage into your soul. Do not put garbage into your mind. It seems that the old saying, garbage in, garbage out, really does fit. I know in our modern society that there are no taboos anymore. We have no etiquette as far as people not using profanity and vulgarisms all of the time. But you don't have to listen to that. You don't have to watch that. And I think voluntarily listening to or watching different programs or newscasts or whatever you're watching, if they're meant to tear you down, if they're meant to shake your faith, if they're meant to steal your joy, you need to have discernment and know that that's what's really happening. And you need to turn the dial or shut the TV off or the radio off. Now, I know that I've paid to get in some movies. I haven't gone to a movie theater in years, but the last couple of times I went in and paid my money, I got up and walked out. I didn't ask for my money back. It's just the movie was so insulting to my Lord and Savior that there's no way I was going to sit there and watch that. And I was very sorry that I contributed by buying a ticket to go see such garbage. But I think that we have to have convictions like that. We can't. Just tell ourselves, well, I paid the money, I bought the ticket, I might as well watch it. Well, why would you watch something that is trying to demean you and your faith and trying to tear you down, tear your whole belief system down? You see, that's what Satan wants to do, is is to tear everything down. And you have to recognize when that's happening. And when you do recognize that it's happening, well, you need to do something about it. There are so many ways to keep our joy. There are so many ways to have our headspace in the right place. But we have to actively try to get ourselves into that good place physically. What I mean by physically is stay out of that movie theater. Physically get up and walk out. Physically turn the radio off or the television off. If you have a favorite comedian and you like that comedian all but part of his show where he belittles Christians and he belittles your brothers and sisters in Christ and he blasphemes and and comes against Jesus, then I have to say, why is this person someone you would listen to? I think we're at a time in history where we're going to have to walk the walk and not just talk the talk. We're going to have to actively vote with our feet and walk out or vote with our fingers and and turn the dial or push the button to the off position when things are attacking your ideals and trying to steal your joy. I know that it's tough to have ideals. It's tough to have morals. It's tough to stand up for your beliefs. But we are living in a time period where we have to. I know most people just want to get along. And if they're in a group of people and and the conversation turns to something spiritual and you're listening to someone spout some New Age garbage or somebody that tries to tell you that God is dead or never existed, it's time just to turn and walk away. We do not need to put this negative into our soul and into our spirit and into our minds. We don't need to do that because Satan is already doing enough of that as it is. So do not be an accomplice and let Satan do that. Now I'm going to tell you some things that I do to keep my joy. First of all, I remove myself from a situation that is likely going to upset me or or try to rattle me in some way. And also I use discernment if I'm with a group of people that are atheists, or agnostics, or are hostile to my Lord and Savior, well, the Bible does say we are not to be unevenly yoked. And I think that implies everything, including the people that you might be in a crowd with. And so if I find myself in that kind of a situation, if given the opportunity, I will stand up for my ideals and stand up for my faith. But I have to admit that most of the times that someone would do that, you would be met with more scoffs, you would be met with more resistance from a group of people that obviously would rather follow Satan. And so it's best to pray for these people and maybe even tell them you'll pray for them. But it's also best to get out of their company and just stay away from them. There are so many beautiful, wonderful people that are lonely, that have no one to talk to, that think that they're just the only person on earth that feels the way they do, while someone maybe a mile down the road or even half a mile down the road feels exactly the same way. That's because Christians do not reach out as much as they should. And I think we need to start reaching out to our fellow believers and be upfront and honest and tell people what your faith means to you. And you're going to find like-minded people that you might not even know that they were even Christians. But then when you find out that they're Christians and you find out you have more things in common, now you have an ally and someone to talk to. And it's not a good thing to feel alone and feel isolated. And that's another thing Satan tries to do is he tries to make us isolated. So we need to reach out and get out of our shell and. Talk to people. And I know people will say, well, join a church. Well, sometimes that will work. But you and I know that all churches are not created equal as far as their congregation or their doctrines or their mannerisms. And there are churches that are not worth going to. You have churches that are now doing drag queen time in their church, and, and you have whole denominations that have caved into the whole the radical homosexual agenda. And so if you go to a church that is there because they want to do social engineering, and they would call themselves social justice warriors before they would ever call themselves a follower of Jesus, well, those are the kind of places you avoid because they are there to steal your joy. If you are a traditional Christian, and you walk into one of these woke churches, let's say you're new in the community and you're just looking for a church, you will likely leave that church, maybe with your faith intact, but you will certainly feel that your faith was challenged. You will certainly feel that there was a spirit in that church that was not conducive to helping you sustain or grow your faith. And I have a good friend, Michael that emails all the time, He's has me on a newsletter, and he's talking about home churches. And I think that is another way to really combat this horrible wokeness in our churches and also to meet people that are like-minded, is find a home church or, better yet, establish one. Establish a home church and make sure that you use the Bible as your doctrine and not some man-made decree and teach the Bible, and make sure you teach the correct Jesus, because an awful lot of churches right now are preaching a different Jesus, one that does not exist in the Bible. And so you might want to be in prayer about starting a home church. We have to get on the offensive. I don't want to use that word. I'm not using that word aggressively. I'm using it as opposed to being passive. I'm using it as opposed to being passive. We need to aggressively work on finding fellow believers. And we need to find other brothers and sisters in the kingdom of God that are like-minded to where we can share ideas and help each other and be there for one another and strengthen friendships and bond with each other on a very positive level. And so there are things that we can do physically and there are things we could do mentally to keep our joy and keep our faith intact. But I have a routine that I do daily that seems to comfort me. And so I know that I'm on the right track as far as me personally. But every night as I go to bed, I will turn on a very powerful Christian message, or I will listen to scripture, and also I like to listen to the old-time gospel music, and that includes the old hymns and the old spiritual songs of the 19th century and all throughout the 20th century. Now, I don't have anything really against the new Christian music, but I sense, that might just be me, but I sense it comes from a different place. And what I mean by that is that that music does not touch me or reach me like the older songs do. I can't think of one new song that can touch me as deeply as the song Amazing Grace or What a Friend We Have in Jesus. There's an awful lot of good messages in the old songs, and also I really love to hear scripture being sung. And every night I will spend two or three hours listening to that. As a matter of fact, I leave my radio on and I go to sleep listening to Christian programming. And when I say Christian programming, I'm not talking about the mainstream established Christian radio. Because Christian radio, as far as the mainstream Christian radio, doesn't have as much meat to offer me as me picking and choosing the teachers I want to listen to. There's a very strong Christian radio station here in my hometown, but every time I've attempted to listen to it, the topics they're talking about and the way they are treating their programming, just, I don't think they're serving any purpose. When we have world issues going on that concern your very existence, and the local Christian stations are are having shows about your child being teased at school because your child has a pimple, and similar topics like that, that although they're probably viable in their place, it seems that a lot of the Christian broadcasting, as far as the mainstream, is doing its part to keep we the people in the dark as well. And the reason I listen to the Christian music and also the scriptures and the teaching is I want to be informed and I want to be enlightened. And it seems that mainstream Christian radio wants to entertain instead of inform and enlighten. And it could just be my local station is kind of dropping the ball and not really looking at the world as it is right now. You might have great Christian radio where you live. But I think that what we need to do is, going back to that old saying, garbage in, garbage out. We need to start putting some good stuff in our mind. Because if we don't, all the rot and all the bad stuff is going to take over our thoughts. And we don't want that to happen. We want to keep a clear mind. We want to have a clear conscience. We want to be able to relax in the love of God. Because God does love his children. And if you're a child of God, that in itself should give you exceeding joy. And before I go on break, I do want to mention that we can't rely on other people for our joy. If we do, then we're going to be let down. So we have to find the joy within us. And the real joy that we can find is through that personal relationship with Almighty God. Who will never let you down? And before I get into some suggestions of things that you could possibly do to keep your joy intact, I want to point out that I'm not a doctor. I'm not a psychiatrist. I'm not a counselor. I'm just a concerned person that cares deeply about his fellow man and my fellow brothers and sisters in Christ. And so while I'm going to give some suggestions, I will point out right now that If you're suffering from something that is treatable as far as a medical professional, well, that's something you need to discern for yourself and get the help you need. There's an awful lot of good people out there that can help you if you're suffering from depression or having some anxiety issues. So it's not my intent to give any medical advice here other than see your doctor if you're in doubt. Sometimes you get so lost in the world and in your own problems and your own troubles that you lose track of yourself as to who you are and what you like. And my first suggestion would be to rediscover yourself of what you really do like and what you gravitate towards, and be yourself. One thing that I have done for years, and it's helped me, especially with my musical career, is that I had goals and dreams and plans as a young musician just starting out. But I knew at a young age I wanted to make music my career. And so I had some goals and plans and aspirations. But as you grow older and you get married and have children and life just kind of kicks you around, lots of times we lose contact with that, I'm going to call it that inner child that young person that has their whole life ahead of them. And when we lose contact with that part of us, we have a tendency to shrink back. We have a tendency to start believing the naysayers and actually believing Satan, as Satan lies to you in your ear, that you're not worth the trouble or you're not good enough or whatever Satan tries to lie to you about. And one thing that I've always tried to do is look back And although I can't recapture the feelings of youth, I wish I could, and I am certain you wish you could as well. But I can remember some of my goals and aspirations. And to be honest, one of my goals, one of my early goals, was to be good enough to be on the radio. And I am doing a music show called Harmony Barn Sessions, and it is on radio. So I finally reached the goal of that young musician. When I was 12 years old. And so I'm trying to say is never give up on who you are or who you used to be when you were younger. So many times we lose contact with that inner person that we are. And that inner person is really the one that has the drive and has the ambition and has the goals and dreams, aspirations. And so one of the ways we can recapture our joy is to simply spend an hour or two and contemplate what a young 12-year-old version of you or 14 or 16 or whatever year that you want to try to tap into, just tap into that part of you and look at the world through those eyes if you can. Instead of watching a wildlife film on TV, go out and take a walk through the trees and go collect some specimens of grass or leaves or butterflies or whatever you want to do, but get out in the fresh air and get your blood circulating, clear your mind. And if you don't live in an area where you can go outdoors and feel safe, like if you're in the inner city, there are other things that you can do possibly to and get the blood circulating and get your mind clear. If you have a local gym that has weights or a swimming pool, just anything to get yourself active because we have to pay attention to the whole person and whether we realize it or not our physical health and our mental health are very much tied together and if you get out of balance well then you're not going to be as healthy as you would if you were balanced and and everything i'm going to talk about is going to be something that's going to take some willpower And you're going to have to have some ambition and actually put some work into doing some of the things that I'm going to suggest. But we live in such a world that is so punitive. And it seems that everything is being torn apart all around us. And I find myself looking back and I hate to call them the good old days, but actually, as compared to today, 2018 was the good old days. 2019 was the good old days. And I don't think we're going to see those days ever return. I hope I'm wrong. But if you want to look at it bluntly, if you read the book of Revelation, that's going to be a horrible experience to live through. And so whether we are entering the Great Tribulation or not, we are definitely entering into a tribulation. And that is going to steal a lot of joy. That's going to cause a lot of depression, a lot of anxiety. I'm quicker to anger than I normally have been my entire life. And I think it's because I'm frustrated because I think there's a lot of people that are not awake, a lot of people that don't see what's really happening. But I've come to realize that we all have a different degree of how awake we are. And the more awake you become, then the more you're actually going to see and become more awake. And so... I might see something perfectly clear and see three or four steps ahead of the, the next situation and actually see what's going to happen, whereas the person that I'm talking to may not even see the initial problem. It's like one of the people testifying in the impeachment trial of, I believe he's our Homeland Security, that they're trying to impeach. There was someone that said that He doesn't see a problem at the border. Well, maybe he doesn't, but why is he a public official? Why is he in office if he can't even see what's so obvious? That's kind of what you run into when people are not awake at all. And that could be something that can frustrate you and take your joy. And so if you are one of those who are more awake than most, well, just remember that that you've been given a gift, actually, so you can see what's coming. And so you can prepare and help your family and help others to survive what's coming. But you're also going to have to have patience. There was a t-shirt at one time I saw that said, never teach a pig to sing. It'll frustrate you and annoy the pig. And I'm not calling people that don't have foresight or can't see what's going on pigs. I'm just saying that If you're one of those that sees what's really going on, and you're surrounded by people that don't, well, you can coax them along a little bit and try to teach them up, but don't annoy them or frustrate yourself, because there's an awful lot of people living under delusion right now, and that's very biblical that there are going to be people in the last times that are going to be just living in delusion and and they're controlled totally by the reprobate mind and the spirit of Antichrist. And that seems to be everywhere. And so try your best to be patient with people, be loving and be kind. And another thing that I've always realized is true is that people react to you the way you react to them. So if you walk up to someone and smile at them, they're likely to smile back it's kind of like looking into a mirror and so we have to understand that sometimes we have to take the initiative and be the first one to smile and be the first one to forgive and to be the first one to have patience and frustration is very much a factor in stealing your joy so make a conscious effort to have patience and kindness and guard yourself against any feelings of frustration and don't let anything Still your joy. And on the second half of the program, I'm going to be sharing more thoughts about keeping your joy, growing your faith, and to be able to find comfort in today's world. If you find value in Truth to Ponder, I would ask that you consider donating to keep this program on the air. It's easy to do. All you have to do is go to the website, which is truth the number2ponder.com and then click on the support tab and it'll lead you through how to donate through a christian funding site called givesendgo or if you want to send in a check or money order by mail you would make the check payable to ancient word radio you would write to truth the number2ponder po box 510 P.O. Box 510 Chill Howie, C H I L H O W I E, Chill Howie, Virginia, and the zip code is 24319. This is Truth to
1: Ponder with Bob Beerman. Bar Heaven, coming up. Shalom Alechem. This is the nice Jewish boy, Jonathan Kahn, your Jewish connection, bringing you the riches of your Jewish roots in Jesus. Now get your pen out as fast as you can so you don't miss out on receiving a special free gift coming up. In Hebrew, what is attached to your name indicates often your identity, and often it's your nature. Not all the time, but often. And often it is connected by the, the Hebrew word ben or bar. Uh, for instance, Simon Bar Jonah, son of Jonah. Yeshua bar Joseph, Jesus, son of Joseph. Bar Abis means son of Abbas or son of Abba. Bar could be is not only means you're you're a son of but also is your characteristic or identity. And that says something because your identity is linked to what you're a son or child of. In Ephesians, it says we were once children of wrath, children of this age, the Bible says, children of darkness, it says, but now we become children of light. So it's not that we just try to do good. That's great, but it's about being born of the good. And see, that's a key there. You know, once you were, you might have been Joe Barr Anger, but now you are Joe Barr or son of compassion or of love. You were Sally, child of failure. Now you're Sally, child of victory. You see, the, the key is that what you need to become, you have to become born of. You want to become a beautiful person. You have to be born of of what is beautiful. You wanna become loving, you have to be born of love. See, the very thing you wanna become that you need to become in the Lord, you have to be born of it. Meaning when you're born of something, it's not something you're just trying to do, it's what you totally become as. So, let yourself become who you are in God. Learn to become a child of goodness because in God, that's who you are, a child, bar heaven, a child of heaven. How would you like to receive special daily meditations, teachings with the riches of your Jewish roots in Jesus give you a victory for every day of your week? Well, you can with a free gift subscription of Sapphires and also the awesome Mystery of the Temple Doors on CD. It's amazing, all free. How do you get your free gifts? Just remember Jesus' real name, write it down and dial it. For, to get your free gifts, just call 1-800-YESHUA-1. You will be blessed, but call now 1-800-YESHUA-1. I invite you to join me in the Great Commission. You Imagine you could blanket the earth with salvation, you can with shortwave Radio. It's amazing. We do it all the time. Be part. You'll love it. Save the lost. Just call one eight hundred Yeshua one. That's Yeshua, Y E S H U A one. Or write me direct. The nice Jewish boy at Box one 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 one, Lodi, L O D I, New Jersey O seventy six forty four. That's Box one 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 one, Lodi, New Jersey 07644 thats seventy six forty 07644 Till next time, this is Jonathan Collins saying Shalom and peace with you, my friend, in Messiah Bar shamayim the Son of Heaven. This is Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman
0: Welcome to part two of Truth to Ponder. This is Jim Calhoun sitting in for Bob Beerman today. And Bob will be back with another great edition of Truth to Ponder tomorrow. Well, today I've been talking about keeping your joy. And I think that's so important in today's world. I was giving you kind of my routine of what I do to try to keep my joy and actually keep my sanity in this crazy world and along with listening to scripture and hymns and the old Christian songs I also make it a point not to watch television or listen to mainstream news of any type and also I avoid people that I consider them just to be gossips or people that just want to stir up trouble because we have enough trouble without being around people that simply want to stir up trouble and so I stay away from people like that because we have a society right now that's extremely sick and you know that but we don't have to be part of the sickness we don't have to be part of the problem and I'm not saying to be holier than thou and be a goody two-shoes not saying that at all I'm just saying be true to yourself and be true to your faith And don't go along to get along. You don't have to be argumentative. Just stand up for your faith. If that means just removing yourself from the situation, well, then that's what it means. But there are wonderful songs out there that can help you get in a great frame of mind. I like to listen to classical music because it's very inspiring. I do know that all classical music is not created equally. And so I like to listen to some of the masters as far as the traditional classical music. And I like the more stirring compositions other than the melancholy, because that helps inspire me. And also being in the music business for years, I've made a lot of friends that have recorded just wonderful material. And so there are days that I will listen to music that was written and recorded by my friends And that just is a wonderful day for me because I'm with my friends in that musical world anyway, in my mind. I'm kind of like with them at that moment. And so I can associate their songs and their talent with our friendship, and that really does help. And even if you don't have friends in the music business like I do, there are certain artists that you feel a connection to. There are certain songs that you're drawn to. Well, it's best to listen to that and not listen to just what happens to come on the television or the radio. Because I think just what happens to come on is, more often than not, is going to be detrimental. There's that old song, be careful little ears what you hear. And I really do believe that we need to heed that advice. And only turn on things you know that are going to not be offensive and that are not going to try to steal your joy or, worse yet, try to make you just horribly angry. Because a lot of the things that are happening are depressing people and also angering people. I had several emails that came to me after the Super Bowl this year with the halftime show that they were totally negative on what they saw and I don't watch professional football whatsoever. When they started taking a knee during this Black Lives Matter communist fiasco, then I quit watching. And so I didn't even know who was playing in the Super Bowl. But I do know that there are people that are just fanatic about it, and they have to watch no matter what. Well, there again, I'm standing up for what I think is right, because I'm not going to try to be a fan or try to support in any way a group of people that I feel are overpaid. That's another story. But we have a group of people that disrespect the United States. They disrespect our flag. And worse yet, they disrespect all of the people that shed blood for that flag guaranteeing the freedom and the right of the protester to do what they do. I do understand that a lot of military people do support the protests, not because they believe in what the protest is about, but they know that they fought for people's rights to be able to do that, and I understand that. But you cross the line with me as far as when you are stomping on the flag or you're taking a knee or burning the flag. I just don't have any use for that. And so I don't watch these kind of things. And there again, I've taken a stand. And so I would suggest that you really search your inner soul as to what you are really about and stand up for that. There are people that watch the Super Bowl just because they want to see the commercials. And and I couldn't care any less about the commercials or the game or anything else. I just don't have any interest. I know that I would rather live my day-to-day life in a spirit of victory and in a spirit of confidence and of joy than to watch a bunch of people play a game. I just don't see it. I know a lot of people are fans of that, but again, I have to go back to them taking a knee and disrespecting. I just can't respect people that do that. But I would suggest that you listen to good music, And if you do watch television, be very careful of what you watch. Don't watch anything that's going to tear you down. I know I'm a fan of the old movies, and not all old movies are worth watching either. And also, there are really bad old movies as well as the new movies. There's things I don't want to watch. Ever since the motion picture camera was invented, there have been people produce films that are detrimental to your health as far as your mental health. There's more than a handful of silent movies that were made over a 100 years ago that have a horrible message. And so I think we need to really take stock of what we're filling our mind with and what we're thinking about. I know that there is a philosophy out there that has concluded that you are what you think about. And if that's true, then we have to really guard ourselves and as to what we think about, as well as our physical activities. Which leads me into the next thing I wanted to suggest, is go out for a walk every morning. I know that in the past people have called that the daily constitutional. You go out and have a nice walk in the fresh air, and it's kind of like a tonic. It makes you feel alive and helps you function better. It helps your health immensely, both physical and mental. And I find that when I do walk, I don't walk as much as I used to, just because of arthritis. But I do know on the days that I walk, I seem to think clearer and have a better attitude. And so if you're not getting an adequate amount of exercise, then you are actually being detrimental to your mental health as well as your physical health. And you should have that as a part of a daily routine. Which leads me to my next suggestion, is that the world is so chaotic, we don't know what's going to happen next. Seems like every hour or two, situations change. And mentally and emotionally, we're put on a roller coaster. And so I think you should develop a daily routine, a daily schedule, that you follow as rigid as you possibly can. That way you have an element of control in your life. As the world spins out of control, well, you're not joining that chaos. That your life is still in order. Your life still has a direction. And so I think you should have positive goals. I think you should work towards those goals. But I think that having a set routine That works for you and be flexible to change what needs to be changed if something isn't working as well as it should but once you get that routine down there's a comfort in that it's kind of like an old pair of shoes you know how they're gonna feel when you put them on and if you have a daily routine that has that same calming effect and you're familiar with what the results are going to be that's also very helpful to keep your mind at ease to keep your blood pressure down, to keep your anxiety as low as possible. Now, I know personally I'm struggling with some anxiety and struggling with all of the research that I have to do. Over the last several months, it's become so intense as far as the content of the stories that I'm reading and researching that sometimes I will just get an instant acid reflux or extremely horrible heartburn that will happen just moments after I read an article or see a video that greatly disturbs me. And so I do my best to pick and choose as what videos and what stories that I will watch or read while still at the same time being able to report to you what I'm finding. So I do know that today's world can cause massive anxiety and possibly panic attacks or depression. And if you're feeling any of those feelings at all, it's time that you had a talk with your best friend or a pastor or someone that to help you get through emotionally to where you're not scarred or you're not harmed in any way. And so make sure that you have a very healthy communication line with your pastor or your best friends or your family, whoever it is that is that special person or group of people that you can talk to. I think that's vital as well. And I know sometimes all it takes is having a good friend. Just going out and having a chat with an old friend sometimes can just do wonders for you. And so if you feel the world kind of encroaching on you and the walls are getting closer all the time and the world is starting to kind of get to you, well, it's time to reach out to some old friends that maybe you haven't talked to for quite some time. You have to turn your thought process into solutions to what you're feeling. If you're feeling depressed or you're feeling anxious, well, you have to be able to remedy that by doing something on your part that will make those feelings go away or at least will lessen them. And I know that if you're feeling depressed, well, the best thing to do, in my opinion, is to call someone that you love and you know that loves you, that has a very positive attitude, someone that makes you feel good, makes you happy. So you need to gravitate towards those that will really help you get through all of the trials and tribulations of each day. And another thing I want everyone to understand is that you're never alone. If you're a child of God, you're never alone. And also, if we tell ourselves that we're the only person that feels the way we do and no one understands you, well, I don't think you're correct if you think no one understands you. Because from the letters and emails I get, I do know there's an awful lot of people out there that think exactly alike. I have several listeners that you could just change the signature at the bottom of their letter, and in each letter would still represent what that person was telling me. In other words, I have people telling me the exact same things, almost word for word, of how they feel in this world that's gone upside down. And it's unanimous as far as my listeners is that people are longing for a better time, a time that doesn't have any Dr. Fauci's given fake toxic vaccines, a time when we actually had a president that was coherent. It seems we have an awful lot of people who are disturbed about what's happening today. So we have to grab the bull by the horns and do what we can to create our own existence, so to speak, build our own world around us, as we want it to be. I'm not saying get in a fantasy world at all. I'm saying that physically and mentally and spiritually, you need to get to the right places. And the right places do exist if you're willing to put in the time and effort to seek out these places and times and situations, things that can help you get through on your day-to-day existence. And, of course, I have to say prayer. We have to stay in constant prayer. This world has so many things we need to pray about. And one thing that I think will bring you joy is become a prayer warrior. Really pray for what needs to be prayed for. you got to pray for what needs praying, that's for sure. And being a prayer warrior will also give you a sense of purpose and a sense of accomplishment. The power of prayer is something that I really believe in. I think it's the most powerful thing we can do anyway, is to pray. And so as you pray for others, first of all, you'll find that you're not in such bad shape as other people you're praying for. And so you'll find that there are people worse off than you, and so you have to just suck it up and not feel sorry for yourself. But when you're giving and you're reaching out, reaching out to God while you're interceding for someone you're praying for, I think that that is something special. I think that something special happens inside of you as you're helping this other person. And so I think we need to pray for each other. We need to pray for peace. We need to pray for discernment. We need to pray for courage and strength. There's so many things that we need to pray about. But if we see a situation, let's say you see a car wreck, you should pray for the people who are involved in that wreck. I know that every time I see an ambulance or a life flight, I stop and pray for the person that's being transported. I don't know what the situation is, but I know that if they're in an ambulance or in a life flight, then there's possibly some major things happening. And so I intercede for that person. And I really think that helps me in the long run keep my joy because it keeps my connection to humanity. I know in this world we are so fast to throw people away. You get mad at someone and then you just cut them off. You never see them again. You never talk to them again. And you might be mad at them for the most trivial reason. But it seems that we're living in a throwaway, cancel type of a society where People get canceled regularly. And I think we need to stay away from that mindset. And we need to stay away from people that do cancel people on a whim. We just cannot trust our happiness to someone that doesn't care about our happiness at all. But ultimately, the person that's going to care about your happiness the most on earth is going to be that person you look at in the mirror every day. And there's an awful lot of people that buy the lies that are told about them and all of the things that people do to bring you down during your life to where you might look at yourself in the mirror and not like that person. Well, if that's you, if I've described you, you need to change your attitude and make peace with yourself and know that you are made the way you're made because God wanted you that way. You may not agree with it, but God has a reason. He has a purpose. And so you need to just be thankful that you are here. And you need to be thankful for Jesus and the blood of Jesus and for the people that have deep meaning in your life. But the person that has the most deep meaning in your life is you. And so you're going to have to look at yourself as your own best friend at times and cut yourself a break. The trouble with people is that everybody knows how rotten they are on the inside. They know they're sinners, and they know the sins that they've committed. And Jesus shed blood for those sins, and you have forgiveness. So you're going to have to forgive yourself. Sometimes that's really hard to do. If we take these steps, our joy will stay intact. I'm not talking about laughter and being giddy. I'm talking about That true peace of mind, that true contentment, that true joy that comes from the marrow of your bones, that joy that's deep within, the type of joy that can give you goosebumps or give you butterflies in your stomach. I'm talking about that uncontrollable joy that you just automatically do feel at times. We need to cherish that joy. We need to cherish it and we need to nurture it. We need to avoid things that harm us mentally and physically and spiritually. We need to gravitate towards people and situations that are healthy for us. If we have any relationships that are toxic, it's time to end those relationships. Either mend them or end them is the way I'd like to put it. But never, ever forget that you are a child of God. Never, ever forget that God loves you. Don't ever forget that you're not alone and never think that no one can understand what you're going through because believe me, there are many people, many more than you possibly could imagine that are suffering exactly the way you're suffering and they're also feeling the same types of feelings and they just need to cut themselves a break and they need to be able to learn how to relax. And start a routine that will be helpful. And once you get that routine established, stick with it as long as it's working. And before I close, I want to say another thing that will keep you, another thing that will keep your joy is keeping everything real. Don't live a fantasy life. Don't live in a dream world. That may mean you'll have to see some things you don't want to see once in a while but if you stay informed and you know what's going on then the opportunity for life to sneak up on you and give you a sneak attack well that lessens the possibility if you know what's going on not only in your life but throughout the world you need to stay plugged in but don't plug into the mainstream media and the propaganda plug into people like bob bierman people that study the news and give you their thoughts about what they're studying. I think Truth to Ponder is an excellent ministry for doing exactly what I'm describing, is keeping you informed and also watching out for your spiritual and mental health. And when it came to this COVID vaccine, also your physical health. And so there are people we can gravitate towards. There are things we can do to increase our chances of us never losing our joy and never losing any of our faith. But I still think the most important thing you can do is pray, and just keep praying. Well, I hope the right people heard this program today. I do appreciate Bob Beerman allowing me to talk to his great audience. I really do appreciate that. And I would ask that you would financially support this ministry. It's easy to do. Just go to the website, which is truth Click on the support tab and follow the instructions. Or if you want to be old school and send it in by regular mail. You can send a check or money order. And make the check payable to Ancient Word Radio. Ancient Word Radio. And you can mail to Truth to Ponder. P.O. Box 510. P.O. Box 510. Chill Howie. C-H-I-L-H-O-W-I-E chill Howie, Virginia in the zip code is two four three one nine again thanks for listening everyone I do appreciate it and until next time everyone don't lose your joy fight to keep your joy stay informed stay well keep your powder dry and never ever forget replace fear with faith. This has been Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman. To find out more, visit our website, Truth, the number two, and
1: the word ponder.com. That's Truth, the number two, ponder.com. Truth to Ponder, shining
0: the light of truth in a darkening world.